Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You notice, ladies and gentlemen, how the media create angels and devils. You see, Michelle Obama, you're not allowed to criticize, even though she has said the most vile, hateful, stupid things in most of her career as First Lady and beyond, and she's done it again against Donald Trump. You're not allowed to talk about her. Yo, no, 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 no. But I will. Joe Biden. Why is it that Tara Reid is interviewed by 60 Minutes Australia and not 60 Minutes America? Because America's media is covering up for Joe Biden. And so I spent all of Levin TV today going over that interview with 60 Minutes Australia We're going to put a significant clip of that in front of the paywall so you can see it. Because otherwise, for American media, it never occurred. It's appalling. John Adams once said, Liberty can no more exist without virtue and independence than the body can live and move without a soul. In other words, there is no liberty without virtue. And you can see the decline of virtue all around you. Everything's about a narrative. Everything's about tearing down the President of the United States. They're running around at a poll of Pennsylvania. I looked at this poll. They took a poll of 500 registered voters in Pennsylvania. Not likely voters. Not 1,000 or 1,200, 500 registered voters in Pennsylvania, and Biden has a 12% lead. That is a bogus poll. Absolutely 
unequivocally bogus and non-scientific. And yet all day long they're leading with this. You must ignore the polls. If we lose, we lose. But you cannot allow these polls to drive your emotions, your passions, and your decisions. Let me tell you what's going on right now. We have a debate tomorrow with the two vice presidential candidates, as you well know. And I'm reading this piece in the Washington uh, Compost. Pence-Harris teams at odds over plexiglass at debate. All day long, the Harris people have been trying to change the rules. All day long. There were all kinds of protections in place. More protections, more than the plexiglass barriers. They really want heavy-duty physical protections. Do you know why, Mr. Producer? Because she wants to walk on the stage and say, look at this. This was brought to you by Trump-Pence. Look how this debate is conducted. With plexiglass, 12 feet apart, and they want more. Because for them, it's all about playing the American people. Playing the American people for fools. And the problem is we're surrounded by fools. Vice President Pence is requesting that no plexiglass dividers be placed on his side of the stage at tomorrow night's vice presidential debate after an announcement Monday by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The Commission on Presidential Debates is liberal. Well, Farrakhan, the former head of the Republican Party, he is a joke. Dividers have been agreed to as a safety measure to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. They're 12 feet apart. They don't need plexiglass. They're putting plexiglass in there to accommodate the Democrats and Harris and Biden so they can make an issue out of it. The commission and the Biden campaign both said Tuesday they understood the Pence team was in agreement with the notion of plexiglass barriers, but the Pence team suggested they didn't want any such dividers around the vice president, regardless of what Harris does. If she wants it, she's more than welcome to surround herself with plexiglass if that makes her feel more comfortable. Mark Short, chief of staff to the vice president, said, but it's not needed. The issue is expected to come up for discussion at a meeting between the two campaigns and the commission later Tuesday. And so the Harris campaign is trying to create a perception, trying to advance their narrative. They haven't done a damn thing to contribute to the fight about the virus, but they they are endlessly trying to figure out a way to exploit it. Post goes on, the dispute plays into a larger class of messages between the Trump and Biden campaigns. Trump argues the coronavirus has largely been conquered and there's no need for burdensome restrictions. Biden's campaign is based largely on a critique of the president's handling of the pandemic. And this is where I want to stop everything. And this is where I will come under attack by the left. Because their narrative is over 200,000 people have died It's Donald Trump's fault. The virus has spread. It's Donald Trump's fault. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want us to stop a second as rational human beings. This virus is all over the world. No form of government, no leader of any government, no medical system, no scientific system has been able to stop it because you cannot stop a pandemic. I don't care how many masks you wear. I don't care what you do. 
people who wear masks, people who've been very careful, people use hand sanitizer, they're getting the virus. They're getting the virus. The scientists aren't sure what to do. This is why the president has been pushing very, very hard for a vaccine as fast as possible. And he gets resistance from the bureaucracy. He wants vaccines and he wants therapeutics. And by the way, we have therapeutics and they work and they work very, very well. But to blame the death on these people, on the president of the United States, is to blame the death of the flu on the president of the United States or any other malady or pandemic. It's an absurdity. He couldn't have done more, they say. I don't know. He spent $6 trillion. They've spent hundreds of billions of dollars assisting the private sector to find a vaccine and therapeutics. And as soon as it's ready, as soon as it's ready, they spend hundreds of billions more to get it manufactured. They're already manufacturing vaccines or potential vaccines, I should say, in the hopes that they'll work. No, no president's ever done that before. They already have an entire regime set up for how they're going to distribute it. No president's done that before. Biden did do that as vice president. The facts are not getting to the American people. The information's not getting to the American people. Instead, the media wants division. The media wants a fight. The media wants the narrative. They want to play Joe Biden as the, uh, as the, as the normal one, the moderate one. And then we have the bully who keeps interrupting. Keeps interrupting? That's what we're going to base our vote on? Are you kidding me? Apparently so. And so behind the scenes, the Harris-Biden Democrat team is trying to create a spectacle for tomorrow night's debate already. They want to basically build these these screens, if you will, these uh, plexiglass sort of boxes for each candidate. For each candidate. This is so absurd. It's so ridiculous. And the idea that the president has downplayed the virus is a lie. Why would he agree to spend trillions and trillions of dollars? Why would he be pushing hard on these pharmaceuticals? If you have two eyes and you have two ears, you see and you hear what's been taking place. There would never have been enough beds in these states but for uh, the president. There would never have been enough PPEs in these states but for the president. There would never have been enough ventilators but for the president. He did that. And the governors had a responsibility to prepare for the pandemic, and they did not. They were stealing the money out of their general budget for other priorities. And they were caught. They were caught short. And it was the president who stepped in. This is the truth. This isn't a narrative. The president stepped in when the localities and the states blew it. And they get to make these decisions about how many hospitals, how many hospital beds, whether hospitals are going to be expanded. Those are their decisions. Whether they're going to have ventilators, how many ventilators they can have. The president doesn't have any power over that. None whatsoever under our system. The decision to abuse the elderly and the frail, resulting in 40% of them being to death, 40% of 200,000, you figured out, 80,000 of them. Those were decisions made by mayors and governors. The president had no authority to stop them under our Constitution or any statutory scheme. He couldn't stop them. 
But these facts are not getting out. This information is not getting out because the Democrat narrative is the Democrat media narrative. Day in and day out. Look at who is at CNN. They're Democrats. Many of them work for Obama. Many of them work for Clinton. Some of them work for Democrats on Capitol Hill. Look, George Stephanopoulos, the lead news anchor on ABC News, he's a Clinton guy. Chuck Todd was a Tom Harkin guy, and his wife is a very active and aggressive left-wing Democrat. Look over at CNN, Jake Tapper, Democrat. Cuomo, Democrat. And so these are Biden advocates and Trump haters throughout the media. Look at the New York Times, loaded with left-wing Democrats. Same with the Washington Post. And they're pushing this narrative. They all sound the same. And then on top of that, the Democrats have two, three, four times as much money in these battleground states to spend. I don't know where these Republican billionaires are, but shame on them. Shame on them for allowing Bloomberg and Soros and Steyer and all the rest of them to push these lies and propaganda. You want to know why senior citizens... Many of them, unfortunately, have moved to Biden. It's not because they don't like the way the president debates. It's because the endless propaganda, all these deaths in these nursing homes and these assisted living homes, they're blaming on Trump. Trump's responsible. So they've exploited this pandemic like no party in American history. The way they they promoted slavery, the way they promoted segregation, the way they promoted Jim Crow. This is an evil party. They're pushing the Bernie Sanders Marxist agenda. And Bernie Sanders isn't even a Democrat. I have it right here, 110 pages. They're going to destroy our energy sector. They're going to turn our schools into brainwashing machines and operations. Pushing their agenda like the 1619 Project. They're going to nationalize our suburbs. These fools in the suburbs don't even understand what's taking place. They're going to devour the suburbs. They're going to make all the decisions for the suburbs. They're going to be taken away from local city councils and local commissioners. That's their plan. They're going to destroy the Supreme Court. They're going to destroy the United States Senate. They're going to make it appendages of the Democrat Party. They're going to change our voting system so we're California. So no opposition party, let alone the Republican Party, can ever effectively challenge the Democrat Party. I have explained that the Democrat Party in this country is very much like the Communist Party in other countries. Not in every respect, but it's party first. Power. They don't get their power through, uh, through the Constitution. The Constitution resists them. So it's party first. It's shocking how many people are falling for this, are falling for the static and the propaganda. This is how it goes in totalitarian uh, uh, situations and environments. The constant big lies. President of the United States gets out of the hospital. There's nothing he could do. They're just smearing the hell out of him. He salutes the Marine soldier, the, the Marine who's standing there. We're told on MSNBC... That he's Mussolini. He gets up to the portico. Nobody's around him. He takes his mask off to signal to the American people he's doing fine. He's attacked 
for not wearing a mask. They have no idea how he contracted this disease. None. And yet they assume to know. The fact is, we could have had millions of people dead in this country. And the president did what he is humanly capable of doing. Anybody's humanly capable of doing. You can't snap your fingers and there's ventilators. Snap your fingers, there's bed. Snap your fingers, there's PPE. New York was supposed to plan for this like every other state. It's on their shoulders. And yet you have not heard Biden or Harris criticize Cuomo or Murphy or any of the rest of them. You've not heard any of them take issue with their nursing home policy. Not one. Not one. The goal is to attack the President of the United States, to rip him down and destroy him. And so as I speak to you, the Harris campaign and the Biden campaign of the Democrats, they want this to look like a spectacle tomorrow night on that stage. And then they want to blame it on Trump. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. It's amazing how the Democrats, with the help of the media and billions and billions of dollars, are able to change reality. It's the Democrat governor's short on beds. The Democrat governor's short on PPEs. The Democrat governor's short on ventilators. The Democrat governors, whose policies resulted in enormous deaths in nursing homes and assisted living homes. It's the Democrat governors who shut down the state's economies and put people and businesses out of work and closed them. It's the Democrat governors who undermined law enforcement during riots. It's the Democrat governors and mayors who shut the schools. And this is all blamed on Trump. It's amazing how that works when you have a propaganda media and, uh, and, and uh, well, and lies, endless lies. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. 
My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, uh, how can I put this without being too offensive to certain people? It's amazing how quickly people buckle or try to position themselves. When they look at polls and they think that the President of the United States may not win. They're already creating narratives, positioning themselves, and so forth. If the president loses, it's going to... Ladies and gentlemen, you've been with me almost 20 years here. This isn't how I operate. God forbid if that happens, and I will confront that false narrative. There's a lot of forces at play here. A lot of forces. That said... At a time like this, our efforts need to be focused on rallying the nation, uplifting each other, to try to avoid a disaster. The election of Biden, the Democrats taking the Senate, and the Democrats holding the House. Because if they succeed, you will not recognize your government. This is an anti-constitutional party. I'm hoping the vice president will say, but if he doesn't, I'm saying it. This is an election about whether or not you embrace the Declaration and the Constitution. I don't want to hear about their imperfections. They're the most perfect documents that man has ever come up with. All we do is talk about their imperfections. But they've created liberty, they've created prosperity, they've created diversity, they've created the greatest equality of any nation on the face of the earth, despite the greatest diversity on the face of the earth in this nation, and despite what the propagandists, the race baiters, and the so-called social activists have to say. And they're able to say all these things because they're in America. A lot of societies, they wouldn't be able to say any of it. But the never-Trumpers and the I think I'm a never-Trumper, I was a never-Trumper, all these guys, I just wonder if they take this as seriously. I really do. If Donald Trump would only do this, if Donald Trump would only do that, you know, we the people are responsible for what happens to this country. We are. We're responsible. If we're going to live free or if we're not. The lines of this campaign couldn't be clear. They couldn't be more bold. The positions couldn't be more stark. Regardless of debates, regardless how it's delivered, regardless of any of that. You either love this country or you don't. Kamala Harris does not. And I want every left-wing site to repeat what I just said. 
If you want to fundamentally transform virtually every aspect of this country and you're the most radical person in the United States Senate, well, what is it about this country you love? You don't like the founders. You don't like the framers. You don't like the Constitution. You attack law enforcement. You don't believe in a nation state with actual borders that should be enforced. You don't believe in the capitalist free market system that goes hand in hand with individual liberty. What is it about this country that they love other than the power that it gives them and the wealth that it gives them? And why do they never talk about it? They never talk about it. And so here we are, what? 30 days, 29 days before the election? Trump loses. It's all on him. No, it's on us. It's not on him. The guy's been fighting like hell. He's been fighting like hell. If he would only conduct himself the way I want him to conduct himself, then we would win. Maybe, maybe not. But the fact is the issues that are discussed nationally, on TV, are not even the issues that are relevant to our lives. And the endless lies about the president, the lies about the coronavirus, the lies about the rioting, the lies and the cover-ups about what the Democrats want to do, even though they have boldly stated a number of things that were bad enough, they have 110 pages of this crap. And believe me, a lot of it's an invisible link. they got all kinds of ideas that they haven't even told us about. you got people leaving California. Do they know why they're leaving California? How did the Democrats take over California? How is it that they have super majorities in the Assembly and in the State Senate? Donald Trump wasn't the governor. Donald Trump didn't say anything about California. Donald Trump wasn't in California. How is it that these same forces, these same powers, took over a state that Ronald Reagan ran for eight years? And Duke Majin and Pete Wilson... Great governors. How is it? Is that Donald Trump's fault? And yet look at it. It's a one-party, iron-fisted state that's destroying its citizenry, that's destroying its business atmosphere, that people are leaving. They're literally leaving. That's not Donald Trump. Look at what's happened in New York. Look what's happened in New York City. It's a disaster. People are leaving. They've had enough. They're getting out. That's not Donald Trump's fault. If Donald Trump loses, it's our fault. It's our fault because we haven't done enough. Or maybe there just aren't enough of us. That's the truth. That's the truth. So no, we, the people, are not going to participate in after-election recriminations when we're fighting to win this damn election. It's very, very important that we spend our time exposing them, advancing our agenda, and rallying the troops, rallying one another. You're not a sunshine patriot. You're not a summertime soldier. You're an American citizen. You and your ancestors have invested their lives in this country. 
And you want to make this country as strong as you can for your kids and your grandkids. This isn't some debating society. This isn't about social media. It's about a hell of a lot more than that. Everything's at stake. Everything. And that should be our focus. That should be the focus of every major conservative in television, every major conservative in radio, every major conservative who has access to the public. We've got to stand together and we've got to stand strong or we won't stand at all. Jillian Turner is a reporter for Fox. She's worked, as I understand it, the National Security Council for various presidents, Democrats and Republicans. She revealed yesterday that she got the coronavirus. And you know what else she said that's being ignored? She followed every single piece of advice that the public scientists were giving. In terms of uh, wearing the masks, in terms of sanitizer and washing your hands, in terms of socializing and not, and she still got the coronavirus. And so have many, many people in this country. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Nothing. You know, I listen to this. May I call them panty wastes? Panty wastes, right, Mr. Producer? These panty waste hosts on cable TV, and you read them in the Washington Compost and New York Slimes. You know, if Donald Trump doesn't dictate and mandate that you wear a mask, then he's irresponsible. Does Donald Trump have to dictate to wipe your butt? Does Donald Trump have to dictate to make sure you cook your chicken before you eat it so you don't get salmonella? Does Donald Trump have to dictate to take your hand out of the doorway before you close the door? Does Donald Trump have to dictate when you have boiling water, don't stick your face in it? I mean, what is this? We've had seven months of this. Stop the curve, lower the curve, do the this, do the that. If you don't know to wear a mask, or you choose not to wear a mask, what the hell does that have to do with Donald Trump? The fact that we have masks, that has something to do with Donald Trump. Not a single one of these damn Democrat governors had anything. And they were supposed to. And Fauci from day one, oh, the great Fauci. Hey, you don't really have to wear a mask, you know. Uh, and now, you, oh, you better wear it all the time. There he is in the baseball stadium without a mask. Oh, they're just playing gotcha. Yeah, yeah, got it. You got to know to wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask. What's the president supposed to do about it? Then they lie that he called this virus a hoax. Even the left-wing fact-checkers, which are almost all of them, said, no, he didn't. Then they lie and say he said to drink detergent. No, he didn't. God forbid he was cracking a joke. Oh, you can't do that. Then Joe Biden says, you know what? I decided to run for president after Charlottesville. Here's a guy that's been running for president for his third time. And now, oh, no, it's Charlottesville because of what Trump said about the Klan and the Nazis. He's embraced them. You know, he's a racist. He's a racist. Of course, I've gone through it how many times? 
word for word, syllable for syllable. He never said that, ever. Ever. And yet Joe Biden is a racist. He is a bigot. He's got a long history of it. And not just words, but actions in the United States Senate. And Kamala Harris called him out on it. But she wanted to be vice president, boy. And she wants to be president. And she'll flip-flop and flop-flip all over. Doesn't matter. She's power-hungry. Ask the former mayor of uh, San Francisco and the former speaker of California, Willie Brown, how power-hungry Kamala Harris is and how she'll do almost anything to climb the ladder. Well, that's what you see. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, we're in a battle. It's not an armed battle. There aren't bullets flying. But nonetheless, the battle's the same for the future of the country. We can't have people shooting spitballs while the battle's going on. I'm, 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 it's just, it's, just it, it's shocking to me. I want to thank you patriots, you Levinites. Life, Liberty, and Levin again was the number one cable news show in all Sunday on all cable networks. That's thanks to you. And I think you like our format where it's one or two guests, typically one. And I ask questions and they get to answer. And this is the sixth or seventh week in a row where that has occurred, where we have been the number one show. Not on Sunday evenings, on Sundays, period. On talk, news, cable. Now you won't find that on more, most websites telling you about cable, you won't find that in the trades telling you about cable because they like the fights. They like it. I don't like it. If they were serious, substantive, scholarly debates where you could learn something, that's one thing. Uh, we can't get liberals on life, liberty, and Levin. We've tried all these left-wing Democrat candidates. Not a damn one of them want to come on or wanted to come on. Harris and Biden, of course, don't want to come on. I don't need flunkies that you see all over cable on my show. That's not the goal. The principles, that's who we want. But the principles are hiding. We have the President of the United States who actually got to speak for an hour. 
And I'm encouraging Fox to replay that, and I think they will at some point. We had the Attorney General of the United States, who actually got to speak for an hour. We had the Secretary of State, who actually got to speak for an hour. We had our friend Ted Cruz, who actually got to speak for an hour. His book went from number 31 on Amazon to number one. Not because I'm hawking his book, but because his book is relevant to what's going on today. And this Sunday, we'll have the great governor of Florida, the key of the battleground states, Ron DeSantis. And we'll talk to him about how he's handled the coronavirus, his economy, how he's handled nursing homes and assisted living homes, the testing, the availability of various drugs, and of course, uh, what's going on in that state. As I say, it's key to the general election. He is, if not the finest, one of the finest governors in the state. Excuse me, in the country. And so we can learn from him, and he will be the guest next Sunday for the entire hour. But this is what I do. And as we get closer and closer to the election, I'm, I don't pretend to be a journalist. It's the journalists who pretend to be journalists. We know where they stand. I'm as honest and forthright and, let me use their word, transparent as can possibly be. They are opaque. They are liars. And they are leftists. These phony journalists. They know it and I know it. Lots more when I return. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. The White House is a busy place. So I want you in your mind's eye to imagine, God forbid, but imagine it. Joe Biden is President of the United States. Sitting behind the Resolute desk. What would he have done during this virus? Would he have met with people? People coming in and out of the White House? What would he have changed? I've been in that White House. They test you before you come in. You must social distance. If you can't, you must wear a mask. And people in the White House do. What exactly would Joe Biden be doing? Joe Biden has had a very, very easy campaign. He's had the easiest campaign in modern American history. You know why? This president, who was riding high with an unbelievable economy that was lifting all boats, particularly in the minority communities. Huge expansion. Things were really hot. They were really rolling. He was enormously popular also, as he is now, but particularly during this period. And we get hit with this pandemic. It's the worst pandemic since the Spanish flu, but the Spanish flu was much worse, by the way. But it's worse than anything Obama-Biden had to deal with, 
And even with the swine flu, they mishandled it miserably, according to their own witnesses, their own people, their own staff. Even according to Politico, a left-wing site. But I want you to imagine Biden as president. God forbid. What would he have done? He's never been an executive. He's never actually managed people. What would he have done with pharmaceutical companies? You know, he sits back now to, I would have done this, I would have done that, I would have done this. He looks back and makes these comments. And yet at the time, contemporaneously, he had no ideas. And the ideas he had were the wrong ideas. There's nothing in his 47-year useless history in Washington, D.C. that indicates in any way whatsoever that he could have handled this. Nothing. And then you look at Kamala Harris. She has absolutely no experience for handling anything. Certainly nothing like this. What would they have done, these two? Rely on Fauci, which means our economy would still be closed. Rely on the FDA, which means we wouldn't have a vaccine for years to come because they wouldn't get the red tape out of the way. They would have followed the bureaucrats. It would have gone on for years. Now, they would have spent even more money that's been spent to bail out the pension funds in Illinois, in New York, in California. This is what they would have done. They would have used the opportunity to drive the debt even higher. How do we know this? Because we see Pelosi. Pelosi wants trillions more, trillions more. And then they attack the president for the debt. It's really unbelievable. Mask. The entire nation is focused on masks. If only we would wear masks, these things wouldn't happen. That is a lie. I wear a mask. They're easy to wear, just in case. But the idea that the mask is going to save all these lives and prevent the pandemic, how idiotic is that? And that's not even science. And so the president pushes like hell for vaccines and therapeutics. And we now have therapeutics we didn't have before. They work. But even more than that, look what the media and Fauci. I don't know what happened to Burks. Maybe she's left the country. I don't know. We don't see her anymore. And Fauci, among others, look what they've done to us. Look what they've done to us. I mean, we have faced pandemics before. We have diseases and illnesses in this country that are far worse than this virus. Cancer, all forms of cancer. I lost both of my parents to cancer within four months of each other. We lose far more people to cancer in this country, almost 700,000 a year, every year, year in and year out. And it's not focused on the elderly or the poor or the young. It's focused on everybody. Everybody. Despite hundreds of billions that have been spent on this, we've made very little headway. It depends on the kind of cancer, but certain cancers, very little headway. 
Whose fault is that? It's nobody's fault. We're only human beings. There's only certain things we can do, no matter how organized and efficient we are. Heart attacks. Some people, it's a matter of heredity. It's a problem. They inherit a bad heart, a weak heart, heart disease. But other people, it's due to weight, it's due to eating and so forth. Should the president every single day talk about that since we lose so many people to heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes? Should he do this every single day? Watch what you eat. Watch what you eat. Watch the fatty food, the fried food. Stay away from the sugars. Don't eat, you know, white stuff like flour every day. Should he talk every day? Well, he doesn't look at him. He eats a steak and ketchup. That's a bad example. The president of the United States. What have we become? We're being driven like sheep by people we don't even know. We have governors exercising power they don't even have. Finally, a Supreme Court in the state of Michigan told the governor there to cut it out. You know what she did? She gave him the, the middle finger. She's the one who embraces martial law. She's the dictator. It's not only her, it's Cuomo. Cuomo's now threatening Orthodox Jews. You meet at a synagogue, I am shutting your synagogue down. This is a man who did nothing to stop Black Lives Matter. Did nothing to stop Antifa. Wouldn't lift a finger. But he will shut down synagogues? But he's not an anti-Semite. I know he's a good guy. The same guy who's responsible, and I'll say it, because of his policy with nursing homes, which we talked about first on this program. First. Guy's got blood all over his hands. And we have this virus. Who knows? Maybe I'll get it one day. Maybe I won't. Who knows? When your number comes up, your number comes up. Maybe you'll get hit by a truck. I don't know. Maybe you have a stroke. I don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe one day you'll go into the hospital. I have a tumor. Who knows? But I've been living my life, haven't you, Mr. Producer? I go to the grocery store. I go to restaurants, my family and I. But even me, more, more than them. I have to fly to Florida. I have a family member to, that I need to see every month. Every month I have to get on a plane to fly to Florida, and I fly back, obviously. I have to interact with people in order to do a radio show. I have to interact with people in order to do a television show. I have to live my life. I can't be scared all the time. And in the car, I have the mask. I have a little plastic bag with about 20 masks in there, and I'll yank a new one every day. And I have my hand sanitizer, and I know to keep my distance, and I follow the... Okay, but you're still going to live your life. I'm very lucky I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose my house. I'm very lucky. My kids are grown up. My poor daughter, although she seems to enjoy it, is homeschooling the grandkids. Despite the fact we're paying enormous sums to the local school system. Enormous. 
teachers still getting paid. Matter of fact, in my county, they're demanding a salary increase. What is it that these people in Washington, D.C., what is it that these Democrats want from us? So many of them are not the farmers and the ranchers. So many of them are not the truck drivers. So many of them aren't the ones that grow the food, package the food, transport the food, and sell the food. Shut down the economy. How many times have I said it? When the government shut down, in name only, not in fact, 17% of the government shuts down when they say they're going to shut down. That was according to Paul Ryan 10 years ago on this program. And the sky is falling. Because everything is Washington-centric. Democrat-centric. Bureaucrat-centric. That's the problem. And of course the media are here. They're in the same bubble as all the rest of them. And so they project out onto the nation. And it affects the nation apparently. There was absolutely nothing else this president could have done. Nothing. Nothing to fight this virus from the first days to today. And there's absolutely nothing that this president has done well that Joe Biden would have done. Nothing. And so they exploit it. They don't talk to you about their 110-page Communist Manifesto. They don't tell you how they're going to destroy the American economy once and for all, how they're going to destroy union jobs, blue-collar jobs, assembly lines, smokestack industries, how they're going to destroy truckers with all their regulations and, and Uber because they're not part of the taxi uh, uh, monopoly, and, and you taxi guys, they're going to destroy your cars. They don't talk about what they're going to do to dealerships in this country. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about open borders and people pouring in and the fact that you come into this country, you're going to get free health care, what that's going to do to hospitals and specialists and waiting lines and all the rest. They won't talk about their agenda. They won't talk about what they have in mind for police officers in this country, how they're going to undermine the military when we're facing down communist China, which is on the move. They don't talk about their agenda. They'll just, we want to unite. And didn't Biden have a better debate performance than Trump? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'll be right back. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. It's 
Stanley Kurtz is a terrific thinker, scholar, writer, who's really on top of events that affect this nation in a very significant way. And Stanley, I caught your piece in National Review Online about the 1619 Project, about a letter that's been pulled together to demand that the Pulitzer Prize be withdrawn from Nicole Hannah-Jones, who is the uh, New York Times employee behind it. Tell us what's going on. Absolutely, Mark, and thanks so much for having me on. Well, um, I am part of a group of 21 scholars and public writers who wrote a letter to the Pulitzer Prize Board, as you say, asking them to withdraw the prize from Nicole Hannah-Jones in the New York Times. And there are two reasons for that. First, uh, as we already know, there are some very, very significant historical errors in the essay the lead essay by Nicole Hannah-Jones of the 1619 Project, and in fact throughout the entire project, these errors have been exposed by great American historians, and the Times has really made very inadequate corrections. The biggest error is the claim that America's Revolutionary War was fought uh, with um, protection of slavery as a primary reason for that war, and that is uh, simply not true. There is there is no uh, evidence to support that. But that was only one reason. The immediate occasion for this letter is the revelation in just the past few weeks that the New York Times secretly edited out the most famous and controversial claim of the 1619 Project, which is that the year 1619, the alleged beginning of American slavery, there's some dispute about whether that, that's even the case. But the argument of the 1619 Project was originally that the year 1619 should be the true founding year, at least in symbolic terms, of the United States. Not 1776, but 1619. And because of that, that slavery was the real essence of American history. Now, that claim somehow, somewhere within the last year, was edited out of the online version of the 1619 Project. And recently, right after President Trump's various speeches on American history attacking the 1619 Project injected this issue into the national campaign, Nicole Hannah-Jones began to deny that she or the larger project had ever argued that 1619 uh, was the true founding uh, of America. And uh, this is very, very irresponsible journalism to edit out the most famous claim of something that won the Pulitzer Prize and to pretend that it was never there to begin with is really a journalistic outrage. And when you put that on top of the historical errors, there really is no good reason that they should continue, Hannah Jones and the New York Times, to enjoy the Pulitzer Prize. And let, and let us recall that this 1619 project has been moved into thousands of schools in this country, has it not? Absolutely, Mark, and that in itself is tremendously disturbing. Here we have something that is not only filled with fundamental errors, but really was written, I, I think, with a kind of animus against the United States, a desire to paint the country as evil at its very core. Of course, slavery is a great stain on our history, but in a sense, the glory of American history is that we fought a great war and went through tremendous trouble and sacrifice 
to overcome it. And we are still making efforts to overcome that legacy, but it is to the honor of our true founding principles, the founding principles of the Declaration and of the Constitution, uh, that this country has moved to wipe out slavery, which um, was an institution that uh, almost all societies throughout history had. So the, the real story of slavery and its overcoming is a lesson in the, in the success with difficulty of America's great principles. But the 1619 Project is essentially trying to teach children that the, the great stain on America's history is, our, is the essence of what this country is about and that it, it has never really been overcome. And, uh, uh, and this is a very dangerous thing to be teaching the rising generation. Stanley Kurtz, thank you for staying on top of this. Thank you for staying on top of the diabolical plans the Democrats, Biden in particular, have on the suburbs. Thank you. Keep at it, my friend, and we'll keep giving it attention here on this program. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. God bless. We'll be right back. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. The Constitution Man, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Well, as long as we have a Constitution, right, Mr. Producer? It's the interesting thing. The Democrat Party is the virus to the Constitution. It's the virus to the Constitution. We are the vaccine to defend the Constitution. Think of it that way. Think of it that way. And by the way, think of this. I pointed it out, but think of this. This swine flu back in 2009, when Joe Biden was put in charge of dealing with it, killed 13 times as many children as the coronavirus. 13 times as many children as the coronavirus. 1,282 children died from the swine flu from 2009 to 2010 when Biden and Obama were running the White House. Did you know that? As a result of the coronavirus, 8,000 children have been hospitalized. Under Biden and Obama, under the swine flu, 86,813 were hospitalized. 10% of the deaths from the swine flu were children under the age of 17. Just 13% were over 65. 
Those under 18 who've died from the coronavirus, the percentage is 0.06%. Now, it's interesting. This information was put out on September 30th. I'm the only one talking about it. The second time I've brought it up. 13 times as many children died from the swine flu. 13 times. President has also pointed out that over 300,000 vets died as a result of how Biden and Obama ran the Veterans Administration. And if you notice, post-debate, nobody's talking about that, Mr. Producer. Nobody has said a word about that. Nothing. Because it disrupts the narrative. It undermines the objective of the media and the Democrat Party. Undermines it. You're watching tonight, as you watch today, as you watch yesterday and you'll watch tomorrow, an endless propaganda push of these polls. Some of these polls are done correctly, or more correctly, let me put it this way. Some of them are completely bogus. And they're pushing them over and over and over again. Why? To dispirit you, to affect your morale. What it should do is inspire you and make you even more resolute. Every single day, that I'm on the air, I'm going to remind you, you're the Paul Revere's and the Thomas Paines. You personally are responsible for making sure we get five or ten votes out there. And if all the millions of you listening to this program do that, we will win in a landslide. None of the rest of this will matter. We must be an army of tens of millions. We must take matters into our own hands. We need to go around and above and under the media in the establishment. We need to do this. If you're thinking about voting, you must vote. If you didn't vote last time, you must vote. You must vote. It's crucial. I intend to be one of the first ones at my precinct on election day. And I hope there's a long, long line of people. I look forward to waiting an hour because that tells me most of them will be us. Most of them will be us. And if you can't get to the polls, you got to go ahead and vote early. There was an excellent Supreme, <coughs> excuse me, Supreme Court decision the other day where a federal court tried to change South Carolina's voting rules at the 11th hour. They decided, you know, the state legislature is too stupid and too, too controlling, so therefore you can go ahead and sign a ballot and send it in without a witness. Under South Carolina law, you need a witness. It's just like when you show up to vote, you need to show an ID. They're they're saying, you need a witness because we want to try and cut out as much fraud as possible. Well, a federal judge said, no, 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 no. That's voter suppression. The Supreme Court said, no, 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 no. That's not voter suppression. And you guys down below, you federal courts, you can't change state voting laws at the 11th hour like this. There's nothing discriminatory about it. And that is a smart decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, and it should be batting them down every time they come up, such as the Pennsylvania case, where the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania tried to change the, and has right now, what the legislature did with five Democrats, two Republicans on the court, five left-wing radical Democrats. They voted one way, the two Republicans another. They cannot substitute their decisions for the state legislatures. Article 2 doesn't provide that. And in the opinion, it addressed that. And I believe correctly, in the Kavanaugh opinion, 
and good for him. And they should do this, swat this down, everyone. Otherwise, they're going to be opening a hornet's nest here. A disaster. Chaos created by the Democrats in order to try and take advantage of it. Who are the dictators in this country? The governors. Cuomo, who says he's going to shut down Orthodox synagogues. Whitmer, who says she's going to reject what her Supreme Court said, that she doesn't have the emergency power she's exercising. She told them to screw off. Who are the dictators in this country? What has the president done that's dictatorial? Can you imagine again Joe Biden as president, God forbid? He would have pushed the edges of the presidency into tyranny, no question. Nationalizing industries, nationalizing businesses. Remember they talked about that early on and so did Pelosi. And Trump said, no. I'm not going to do that. First of all, I shouldn't. Secondly, we don't have anybody in the bureaucracy that can run these businesses. Sounds good, but it's disastrous. And he did use the Defense Production Act on occasions. But he did so sparingly. He did so prudentially. And that's what you're supposed to do. They create a caricature of this president that simply does not exist. When the black community, particularly black males, are moving in numbers we've never seen before for this president, last two Augusts ago, they decide that racism is the issue to trash the president on. Unbelievable. What does COVID-19 have to do with losing your home? A lot. The FBI reported that since the virus struck, cybercrime is up 75%. And wait, it gets worse. The legal title to all our homes are online now. The crime is called home title theft, and it's everywhere. Cyber criminals find the title to your home online. Forge your signature on a quit claim deed and refile as the new owner of your home. And you're off the title. They destroy you by taking out loans against your home, steal the cash, and stick you with the payments. Now, you may not know until you get a late payment or foreclosure notice, and then it's too late. Title Lock, Home Title Lock protects your home's legal title. Your home is your most valuable asset, your safe haven. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect tampering, they shut it down. But first things first, please go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO, that's code RADIO, for 30 free days of protection. That's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code radio. Now, God forbid, again, should the Democrats take over the government, you and I will cease learning about what they did in the last election cycle. On March 2nd, 2017, when I got behind this microphone and I put together the very broad parameters of what I said was an effort to spy on the Trump campaign and the Trump administration and to violate the law in trying to defeat him. I was looking at the public record. I was looking at news articles, the leaks that were obviously coming out of the FBI. And you'll recall I came under withering attack. And there's only three or four people in this business who even defended me. Because they're cowards, too many of them. Well, more and more information is coming out. And this information was concealed from Devin Nunes and the Republicans when they ran the House Intelligence Committee. 
We have no idea if Chairman Burr had it. He's too busy trying to cover his ass in an investigation of his finances in the Senate. But I want to bring this to your attention because it involves Obama, Barack Obama, who I told you on March 2nd, who I told you on Fox and Friends Sunday, that Sunday, who I told you on Hannity, that Monday night, had to know what was going on. He had to know. And he did. Here's Brooke Singman at Fox Online Exclusive, although it's everywhere. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe on Tuesday declassified documents that revealed former CIA Director John Brennan briefed former President Obama on Hillary Clinton's purported plan to tie then-candidate Donald Trump to Russia as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server ahead of the 2016 presidential election, Fox News has learned. Obama was briefed on Hillary's plan. And notice how the coward Obama has, has never spoken up. Notice how he's never been questioned by the media. Notice how he's never been interviewed by a grand jury. Notice how he's never been put under the gun the way Donald Trump was, who was the victim. Director of National Intelligence Radcliffe declassified Brennan's handwritten notes which were taken after he briefed Obama on the intelligence the CIA received, and a CIA memo which revealed that officials referred the matter to the FBI for potential investigative action. That is the Hillary plan. The Office of Director of National Intelligence transmitted the declassified documents to the House and Senate Intel Committees Tuesday afternoon. That's this afternoon. Quote, today at the direction of President Trump, I declassified additional documents relevant to ongoing congressional oversight and investigative activities, Radcliffe said. A source familiar with the documents explained that Brennan's handwritten notes were taken after briefing Obama on the matter. Quote, this is what's in uh, Brennan's notes. Quote, we're getting additional insight into Russian activities from redacted. His notes read, cite, summarizing, alleged approved by Hillary Clinton, a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security service. They knew it was a scandal. Brennan knew it was a lie. He was on cable day in and day out. Obama knew it was a lie. Both Obamas knew it was a lie. They tried to set up our president. And you're going to get re-elected the party, the Democrat party, his vice president? No, 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 we're going to fight this. This is shocking. And what's further shocking is how most of the media ignore it. This is the big story of the day. This one is the big story of the day. The notes state, quote, on 28 of July in the margin, Brennan writes, POTUS... But that section of the notes is redacted. Quote, any evidence of collaboration between Trump campaign plus Russia, the notes read. The remainder of the notes are redacted, except in the margins, which read, J.C., Dennis, and Susan. Dennis, of course, I assume was the chief of staff, Susan, Susan Rice. The notes don't spell out the final names, but J.C. could be referring to then-FBI Director James Comey. 
Susan could refer to National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Dennis could refer to Obama Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough. I was close. The declassification comes after Ratcliffe last week shared newly declassified information when the Senate Judiciary Committee, which revealed that in September 2016, U.S. intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral on Hillary Clinton, on Hillary Clinton, purportedly approving, quote, a plan, quote, a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections, unquote, in order to distract the public from her email scandal. Now, I want you to know one of the bases that Facebook used to put the scarlet letter on my site, although they withdrew it, was this story. From last week, from last week, that Hillary Clinton planned to stir up propaganda, lies about Donald Trump and the Russians. She did exactly that. This nation was dragged through the swamp for over three years, spending tens of millions of dollars all this time in Congress. The media were more than happy to do it. The same damn media. Did you see Donald Trump interrupted so many times? We've never been so offended in our life. The same damn media that pushed this lie about the president, offended by Donald Trump's interruptions. Barack Obama knew. I've said before, he was the invisible hand behind the whole damn thing. Barack Obama knew what Hillary Clinton was doing. Hillary Clinton planted the Russia collusion matter. And the Obama administration, from the FBI to the CIA to the National Security Council to the Oval Office, ran with it. All working with the media. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299, 800-806-1299, or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. You know, this is so much bigger than Watergate, those two slobs. Woodward and Bernstein sitting there salivating over each other's, uh, I don't know. This is, this is such a horrific scandal involving law enforcement, our intelligence agencies. The President of the United States, Obama, now we have his DNA all over this. Thanks to Brennan and his handwritten notes. The President of the United States briefed on this. All these investigations, criminal, congressional, look how they covered for Obama. And Biden. You're a liar. I don't know. You're a liar. That's, that's Biden. You're a liar. You're, you're a liar. You know, there's, there's Trump. He lies. 
This is a shocking scandal. And the Democrat Party wants to be rewarded by taking over every branch of the government. And then they intend to destroy our system of government. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are going to destroy our system of government. This isn't hype. From the Supreme Court to the Senate to the way we legislate to the Electoral College. They're using the, in some ways, the the model of California, one party rule for generations. Well, you know, I wish Trump would stop interrupting. Then don't watch the debate. Who even cares about the debate, for God's sakes? We know it's at stake. You know, I got to tell you about the best money-saving trick you might not know about. You've got to use Honey. Honey, the online shopping tool that searches the web for coupon codes and automatically applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now, I won't advise you to break the law on this show, of course. I'm not going to recommend anything that's not on the level. So let me clarify. Honey is completely free. There's no catch. And it's not too good to be true. Here's how it works. Honey partners with over... 30,000 vendors to get you discount promo codes so you'll shop on those websites, which we're going to do anyway. They make the sale. You get the best deal every time. It's a win-win. So next time you're shopping online, please do it the smart way with Honey. It'll only take you two clicks to set up, and you're going to save a lot of money. Go to joinhoney.com slash Levin. Joinhoney.com slash L-E-V-I-N to get started. Then click Add Honey. That's it. Joinhoney.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's Levin. To get started, click Add Honey. That's it. You can start saving immediately. That's joinhoney.com slash L-E-V-I-N Levin. I use it. You save a lot of money. There's no reason to be burning your money. I've got a lot of sponsors who are telling you how to save your money and to have even better services than you're used to. So this is very serious. I take them very carefully. I vet them. we got to make sure who they are. Honey is superb. So join honey.com slash Levin and click add honey. i got a ton more. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, and we will get some callers in this hour these multinational corporations uh, AT&T that owns CNN and uh, what's that company that owns uh, I'm trying to remember the Com- cable Com- Comcast that's right I'm sorry Comcast that owns NBC and MSNBC and you can go down the list 
They obviously are all rooting against the president. They bought these news organizations and they've unleashed them against the president. I've been making the case now for some time that Joe Biden is a racist. He's done racist things in the past. He's said racist things in the past. Last time I was on Hannity last week, and of course on this program last week, I went through the litany, and it is a litany. He's gotten a complete pass from the media. Just as he's gotten a complete pass on the media for his various molestations of women. But he's at it again yesterday. And this gets almost no attention. I mean, I just told you the biggest story in I don't know how long about Barack Obama being briefed on the plot to take out candidate Trump by using Hillary Clinton's lies respecting Russia collusion. So Clinton, the Clinton campaign, the DNC, and the Obama administration were behind the whole thing. And of course, the media pushed it. That's why when you watch the media... These are the same people, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS. These are the same people who kept pushing this narrative, ladies and gentlemen. They came within an inch of taking out a sitting president of the United States based on a complete fiction, an absolute lie. They almost removed the president of the United States. They tried to entrap him in perjury traps and obstruction traps with with a politically biased Democrat rat's nest in a prosecutor's office. I mean, you really have to pinch yourself. But you see, he interrupted uh, very often during the, uh, we counted, 153 times he interrupted during the, you know, we don't do those sort of things here. That's very, you know, that BS. But here's Biden. Nobody interrupted him when he said this. Cut eight, go. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf? Who talks like this? Who talks like this, ladies and gentlemen? He's a bigot. In his heart, in his soul, in his mind, he's a bigot. Some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf? Who thinks like this? He does. He does. He's a bigot. He hasn't done a damn thing for the black community in this country. And he's going to get 90% of their vote, maybe more. Because the media lie, the Democrat Party lie. Because he puts Kamala Harris on the ticket. Wow! But what about his record? Has he ever questioned about his racist record? It's as long as my arm. When you look at these stories and the, and the links and so forth. It's all right there. They have to dig and, and connive and concoct and manufacture lies about Donald Trump and race. For Joe Biden, all you have to do is Google it. It's all over the place. I don't understand it. Let's repeat it because nobody else is going to hear it. Cut eight, go. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. Sick. Nuts, actually. And notice the Democrat Party media. Helter Stelter, BS, Brian Stelter, not a word. 
Jake Tapper with the relentless, constipated look on his face? Not a word. D. Lemon? Nothing. Fredo Cuomo? Nothing. Wolf Blitzer? If he's still with us. Nothing. Nothing. MSNBC, the whole lot, not a word. Al Sharpton, nothing. Where's that lawyer Crump? Not a word from Crump. Isn't that unbelievable? And Kamala Harris wants to run with him, wants to be right, because she's power, baby. She wants power. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. Absolutely unbelievable. There's a shocking story in the New York Times because it comes out of the New York Times. Shocking. And the New York Times does this now and then, so it can always say, well, we didn't ignore. Of course we wrote something about a headline. After Biden's exposure to Trump during the debate, his team is cagey on health questions. Thomas Kaplan, Aporva Mandevilli, and Katie Gluick. Jeez, whatever happened to Smith and Jones, I guess they're gone. For months, Joseph Biden has gone to great lengths to model responsible behavior in the coronavirus here. It's not responsible behavior. He's doing this because he doesn't want to go on the campaign trail. It is the most preposterous campaign in American history. And it's called righteous and responsible. Well, if everybody in this country did what Joe Biden does, we'd starve to death. He wears masks in public. He does not hold crowded rallies. When he gives speeches, reporters sit at a distance from one another with white circles on the ground to mark their turf. These actions have so far helped Biden keep healthy and able to campaign and continue to campaign while Trump, who mocked masks and held large events, is now hospitalized. Three days and he's out. But beyond the public examples of safety precautions... Biden's health protocols have remained largely under wraps, with his campaign saying little about what steps it is taking to protect the 77-year-old Democratic nominee. You understand this man's almost 80? Which is fine, except if you want to be President of the United States. That's not so fine. His aides will not answer questions about whether Biden is tested daily. They simply say that he's tested regularly. Until this weekend, they had promised to inform the public only if he had a confirmed positive case. Then on Saturday night, after two days of refusing to provide details about Biden's testing procedures, the campaign committed to releasing the results of all his tests. His negative tests on Sunday, the campaign said. Wow, what happened all weekend long? You know, Trump uh, Trump has not been transparent. We're getting conflicting news here. And we deserve better. He's the president of the United States. It's not as if he's Kennedy and FDR and Woodrow Wilson, who hid everything about their health and so forth. No, no, no. This is a new day, a new era. We need to know everything. What about Biden? Well, not so much. Transparency has taken a new significance in the presidential race, given the conflicting information about Trump's health. See how it goes? And the fact that his Democratic rival, who's also in an age group that's particularly susceptible to the virus was exposed to the president during their 90-minute debate. I don't understand this, Mr. Producer. We're told stand six feet apart. They were 20 feet apart or something, right? 15 feet apart. They never shook hands. They never touched each other. They didn't kiss each other. Now, do these protocols work or not? I mean, the the media, what do they want it both ways? 
The questions about Biden's health come as he's confronting an unprecedented political reality. He would be the oldest president ever elected if he wins in November. God forbid. And he faces the daily personal risks of a pandemic that has killed more than 209,000 people in the United States. And that's it. One article. It's over. They got it. It's in the books. You know what? You never wrote about Biden. Sure we did. We, uh, we wrote October 4th, 2020. What do you think we are here at the uh, New York Slimes? We know what we're doing here. Uh, we cover everything and everybody. All the news that's fit the crap uh, to read. It's fit the print. By the way, uh, speaking of the New York Slimes, their history continues from Yoni Mashani, former IDF with the Israeli military. New York Times opinion hired Peter Beinart, a man who recently called for the dismantling of the Jewish state of Israel. MSNBC hired somebody by the name of Meta Rahasan, a man who has disseminated Qatari-sponsored propaganda and anti-Semitism for years. So that's the New York Slimes and MSLSD. That's the kind of people they hire. It's also the kind of people who support Biden and Bernie Sanders, by the way. That's the truth. And then we have again Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Hey, look, Jews, when I tell you not to meet, you damn well better not meet. Because let me tell you what I'm going to do to you, Jews. I'm going to shut down your synagogue. That's right. And I'm going to use health as a reason. And you know what I'll do to you, Jews? I'll shove you into the, uh, into the nursing homes and assisted living homes. Because you know what I did there. The Cuomo. Cut 10 today, Mr. Cuomo. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. And it's out of respect and it's out of love. And it's because I want to protect them. Uh, oh, he and- wants to protect the Jews. Cuomo does. Isn't that something, the way he wants to detect, protect the elderly? This man is the Grim Reaper. Go ahead. Teaching one of the most uh, precious, um, um, one of the most pre- precious principles is saving a life. Man, is he stupid a as a rock. Go ahead. Save a life. The well, Taurus- what the hell would you know about it, Schmo? What the hell would you know about it? Saving a life. All the death that occurred as a result of one of your policies. What policy? Uh, I didn't do the policy. Uh, uh, Trump did. Trump, that's the answer. Go ahead. About how certain religious obligations can be excused if you are going to save a life. This is about saving a life. That's what this is. No large gatherings in synagogues. No, no, no. Only large gatherings in the streets of New York if you're going to attack the cops and burn things down. Really, really, really large gatherings. That's okay. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, other reprobates. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And lots of large gatherings of ex-criminals when we let them out the back door through, quote-unquote, bail reform. He's not opposed to large gatherings. He didn't do a damn thing. When all that rioting was occurring and all the police were under attack, not a damn thing. He's a, this guy's a fraud. Go ahead. 
a life. What an idiot. I want to congratulate the Liberal Democrats in New York. Look what you elected. A barely literate buffoon. And then you're going to destroy your state like you have, and you destroy your city by electing a Nicaraguan communist. And uh, then you're going to move to Florida and vote for property tax increases and income tax increases. I despise liberals. I despise them. They move into productive, safe, well-functioning communities, and they destroy them. And then they move on like locusts. Okay, we destroyed that field, now on to the next one. We destroyed that school system, now on to the next one. We destroyed that police force, now on to the next one. We destroyed the finances of that town and that state, now on to the next one. They're locusts. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Liberals have a lot of pan- plans for your Supreme Court. Not only do they want to pack it with radicals, they want to uh, strip it of jurisdiction in areas with which it is concerned, like of abortion. They want to strip it of any further jurisdiction over abortion and a whole bunch of social issues. So the Democrats really are out to destroy this country and, dis- and the Constitution. So for those of you who care, which are all of you, but some out there, uh, this election... Really? You're concerned about how many interruptions there were at the debate? This country's in for a horrific, a horrific uh, kick in the ass should the Democrats take over. It's going to be horrific, and we won't be able to reverse most of it either. Let's go to Ricardo, Wichita, Kansas, XM Satellite. Ricardo, how are you, sir? I am doing good. A little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. Don't be nervous, bro. Don't be nervous. <laughs> hey, uh, I just wanted to call you to let you know uh, I'm Hispanic, and I didn't vote for Trump last year, or last, sorry, last last election, mm-hmm. but I will be voting, and pretty much all my family, with the exception of few, will be voting for Donald Trump this year. And uh, why is that? What convinced you all? Because, uh, I mean, it's it's... It's so easy for me. It's been easy to talk to my family members because at first I was, I was basically the, the ugly duckling of the family, from 
the beginning of my time of, of, of supporting Donald Trump. They didn't see why I supported somebody they thought was racist, mm-hmm. especially towards uh, like Mexican community mm-hmm. or Hispanic community. And um, I mean, it's been easy because all I had to tell them is just plug away from from what you hear every day from the Democrat Party. When it comes to election times, they don't really care about you. Um, I mean, it, they already got our vote. They already know that we, they got our vote 100 percent. And that's what we're always taught. And that's what we grew up that's what we grew up with that we always had to vote democrat mm-hmm. and um naturally i believe mexicans and hispanic communities and the latinos we are conservative people mm-hmm. by heart we're independent and by the way we, so are blacks and so that's huh? why i think the lies that are fed to them by the democrat party and by the media is so diabolical um yes. because and i'll tell you this this president has one of the best working relationships with the government of Mexico of any president. Yes, that is This correct. president and the president of Mexico are like buddies. They get along great. And they're, they're almost the same. They're almost like twin brothers. Yeah, they're they different. They, they In other words, of, they're not establishment. Yes, yes, exactly. And, and, they, and they could par- partially see that, but they're, they're, they're naive because of the way that most of us as first-generation Americans and second-generation Americans, we were raised that way, to think mm-hmm. that way. And so I, I plugged away. I'm from California. I was born and raised in California. I got mm-hmm. out of California seven years ago, and it was the best thing I could ever do for my family. You're so right. It's Honestly, so sad, though, I, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's sad. And, and what hurts me more is I live in Wichita, Kansas, and I see the same thing that happened to California. It's starting mm-hmm. to happen here. Mm-hmm. It's like a disease. It's, it's infecting everywhere. That is a great way to put it, Ricardo, because it is. It's a disease infecting everywhere. It's a virus. Liberalism is a virus, and we don't have any vaccine for it, do we, unless we vote? Oh, no, exactly. And that, that goes to my other point that I was telling your other yeah. guy that, um, that the polls to us don't mean nothing anymore because we learned that from, from the last election, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're saying that Trump is losing by far that encourages us to want to vote even more vote baby and get more family friends and colleagues out to vote and ricardo that's exactly what you're doing thank you buddy god bless you everybody we'll be right back amac the association of mature american citizens is one of the fastest growing organizations in america now over two million conservative members strong and i'm one of them AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. The Mark Levin Show, live and national 
at 877-381-3811. Folks, I want to encourage you very strongly. You go to Mark Levin Show, Facebook, Mark Levin Show, Twitter, Mark Levin Show, Parlor. Just get to my social sites, if you will, or go to Levin TV Facebook. We have a significant clip there. It's pretty long in front of the paywall on the sex scandal that nobody wants to talk about, and it involves Tara Reid, uh, unbelievable what was done to her, uh, and Joe Biden. And the media have covered this up. The media have gone after Tara Reid, and I decided, you know what, 60 Minutes Australia is right. And so we have done a significant program on Levin TV. So hope you'll subscribe. And if you don't subscribe, as I say, it's a significant clip that will give you a lot of information just go to my social sites right now, Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Parlor, or you can go over to uh, Levin TV Facebook. Even Blaze TV has it. Uh, I think it's very, very important. It's been covered up for way, way too long. And this is just one instance. There are many instances of what Biden has done. Uh, we have a wonderful guest on. As you know, we're trying to take back the House. And on this program, we are focused like a laser on this with 20 or so of the very best opportunities and very best candidates who have a chance to do it so we can oust Nancy Pelosi. Everybody's focused on the Senate, which is fine, but I'm focused on the House right now. Bob Good is running in Virginia's 5th Congressional District. Bob Good, how are you, sir? Doing great, Mark. It is great to be on with the great one. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Tell everybody the nature of this district, some of the towns in there, does it lean Republican or Democrat and so forth? Yeah, the 5th District is the largest geographic district in Virginia. It comes, starts just at the top in what's called Fauquier County, just southwest of D.C. It goes all the way to the Carolina border. Uh, it is 21 counties, two cities. It's largely rural and suburban in nature. The two college towns, uh, Lynchburg, uh, is right outside the district where Liberty University is, and then Charlottesville, where University of Virginia is. So it's a large, diverse district that leans Republican. We've held it for most of the last 25 years. But we got an opponent, Mark, as you probably know, who is just terribly well-funded from outside Virginia, from outside the district, from the billionaire Democrat class, the Act Blue, the special interest groups that are really targeting this race with a lot of money. Tell us about your opponent. What's your opponent's name? His name is Cameron Webb, and he, he epitomizes what has become the radical Democrat left, as you know. There are no moderates in the Democrat Party anymore. They're hard socialist Marxists. Now, he's pretending to be a bipartisan moderate in this district because he has to try to fool people in order to have a shot to win. But to get the primary, he was endorsed by the Kamala Harris's, Elizabeth Warren, the squad members, because he was the most radical of the Democrats in the field for the nomination. Now he's trying to fool everybody that he's kind of a bipartisan moderate, which is, couldn't be further from the truth. The first vote he would cast would be for Nancy Pelosi as speaker, unless he voted for somebody like AOC. And he would vote in lockstep and would absolutely vote to impeach our president. You know if the Dems take con- or keep control of the House and, and, God willing, President Trump will win, as I believe he will, uh, the Dems would try to impeach him again, and my opponent would vote right with them to do that. It's amazing, as I talk to candidates who are running in these marginal districts, how how the Democrats are Pelosi Democrats. He's a Pelosi Democrat, right? He, he does what she tells him to do. Absolutely. They vote in lockstep, as you know. In, our, in, the, in the Republican Party, we've got some moderates, some conservatives. There's a battle in there, if you will, sometimes. In the Democrat Party, it's all hard-left socialist radicals. They have no variance from that. They vote in lockstep. They do what she tells them to do, and he would be another vote for that radical agenda if he were to win this, this Republican district. And tell everybody a little bit about your background. 
uh, very quickly. I'm a graduate of Liberty University. I was a college wrestler, finance major, worked uh, with Citigroup for 17 years, then worked in college athletics as the chief fundraiser at Liberty University for the athletics program, served four years on the board of supervisors in Campbell County. So my main experience is in business with Citigroup, fundraising on a college campus at Liberty University, and then serving in local government for four years. And we met, my wife and I met you, you're a, you're a very decent, honorable man, and, and uh, this is not something that you plan to do, it's something you feel you must do, right? Yeah, absolutely answered the call. As you know, there couldn't be a greater difference between the vision for the future of our country, between the radical Democrat Party and where they want to take us towards socialism, Marxism, uh, you know, radical on energy, radical on the economy, radical on health care, just down the line. And I wholeheartedly support our president, what he's done in his first four years, and where he wants to take us in his second term. And it's all on the line, as you know. It's the most important election of our lifetime, and the stakes couldn't be higher. Now, these billionaires are pouring a lot of money into these marginal seats. They want to hold it for the Democrats. All we need are 17 and Pelosi's gone. Tell us about the the funding situation that you have versus your left-wing opponent. Yeah, he, we're doing well, all considered, from uh, folks within the district contributing uh, in what is, again, a largely rural, suburban district, not a big money center, not a big population basis in terms of the big money cities that some districts have. So, And, and my opponent, as soon as he got the nomination, just got millions of dollars from the, the Soros, Bloomberg types, uh, the Hollywood elites, uh, the, the billionaire class, the, the Act Blue that just churn that money. It's kind of like what happened, as we both know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Hundreds of millions of dollars came into the Democrat Party Unbelievable. To, fight that, to fight the battle against what would become the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. And the same thing's happened in my race, uh, that there's, he's got a tremendous amount of run, money from outside Virginia, from outside the district. Isn't it amazing the hypocrisy they talk about of the people, and they need all this money from Hollywood and Soros and so forth in order to crush Republicans who really are raising most of their money from their, from their local uh, uh, citizenry? Yes, we're doing much better than he is with actual people in the district, you know, giving sacrificially to what they care about for their country, for their doing their sort of patriotic duty to do that. Uh, but but the Democrats, as you know, are the elitists. They're the elitists who the rules don't apply to them, and they know better than us. And so they're pouring the money into these races across the country like mine. And the only shot he's got is is to fool us that he's a moderate, to fool us that uh, he's bipartisan, and, and to, to use all this money to uh, tax me baseless smears, dishonest allegations, unfounded things, as they all, politics of personal destruction the Democrat Party always engages in. We're going to see them try to destroy Amy Coney Barrett. We've seen it time and again. They're, tr- they're trying to do it all around the country. They really don't want to run against the, the, the honest person that they're confronting, the, the ideas and so forth. They have to concoct things to run against people. It's, I'm talking to Bob Good and his site, if you want to help, and I hope you will, America, is Bob Good. It's as simple as it comes. Bob Good for Congress.com. Bob Good for Congress.com. We have that linked on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Parlor. But Bob Good for Congress.com. Virginia's fifth. This is one of the districts we need to flip back in order to remove Pelosi. What are the core issues there that, you, uh, that you're running on? I mean, I can imagine what they are, but you go ahead and articulate them. Yeah, it's the same things that across the country that matter so much. It's supporting our police and law enforcement. My opponent has called for defunding the police. He's called for eliminating school resource officers. You know, how is that not bipartisan now? Basics is supporting our police. 
Uh, my opponent is in favor of the Green New Deal and returning the Paris Climate Accords. You know, that would, you know, drastically raise energy prices, as we know, cost $90 trillion, cost 10 million jobs. Uh, he's for single-payer health care. He's for free college for everybody. You know, he wants to repeal the Trump tax cuts and reinstate the regulations the president has cut. He's for open borders, sanctuary cities, uh, you know, doesn't want to enforce the, the immigration laws that we have now. And, you know, so the same down-the-line mentality of the radical left that dominates and really monopolized the Democrat Party and what it's become today. Uh, Second Amendment rights. Uh, he's for restriction or eliminating our Second Amendment rights uh, just down the line with all the rest of the Democrat. Uh, Taxpayer-funded abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. You know, he's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and uh, wants to fund them, of course. It's so shocking just to hear you list that. It, it is to, in, in these marginal districts, which is why they need all this money to lie. How is your ground game? Very good. We, we are really fueled by volunteers. You know, we, uh, our campaign is not funded at the level that he is. You know, we're on TV, but he's got more ads on TV. So folks will help us, as you've said. That allows us to get on TV more, to get more ads, to expose who he is, to get out the true issues in the campaign, who we are and what the differences are between us. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, absolutely, the differences couldn't be greater uh, for our country, and this race just epitomizes that as well. Uh, you know, I'm a true conservative, and my opponent is a radical socialist Marxist. That's this is v- very, very important race. Bob Good for Congress.com. Bob Good for Congress.com. We have it on my social sites. If you can help them out, I don't care where you are in the country. These folks vote. It affects all of us. We need to knock out the Speaker of the House. That's one of our focuses here. Bob Good for Congress.com. If you can send him some money, please do. And by the way, if you live in the 5th Congressional District in Virginia, which is a very big district, he can use your help as a volunteer. Bob Good, I want to thank you, my friend, and go get him. Thank you so much. God bless you, my friend. Take care. And you too. God bless you. My wife and I met him. He's solid as a rock. A really good guy. Really good guy. There's no reason he shouldn't be elected. But they pour all this money into these campaigns. Such an enormous amount of money into these campaigns that they're getting from out of state. From actors and actresses, from athletes, and from these billionaires. I don't know where the Republican, the wealthy Republicans are. I don't, I don't know. It's shocking to me. Now's the time to step up. I mean, this is an election about saving the country. I've said over and over and over again, there's three critical elections in this country, 1860, 1864, and now 2020. That's why I have no tolerance for people who are uh, spinning or splitting hairs or Trump's fault. No. We have to stand up for our country, folks. We have men and women in uniform who go overseas, hell holes all over the place. They, they give up professions. They give up other careers. They're away from their families where they make careers in the military, and they do this to protect us. Now, we have to protect us. We have to, we're the domestic side. We have to protect us. Protect your family, protect your home, protect your job, protect your way of life. All you have to do is make sure you and five or ten other people you know vote, and vote for Trump. Let's surprise them again on election day. Let's have a landslide. We're going to need it with all this mail-in voting crap. It's crucially important. We'll be right back. Mark 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Ladies and gentlemen, I am fighting like hell on every damn platform that's out there to get the message out there, pro-Trump, anti-Biden. And I've been putting enormous amount of information up there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and Mr. Producer can vouch for it because I send it to him to post, poor guy. Uh, And uh, so I want you to really check it out. I want you to follow me, if you can, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Parler. It's very, very important. We have some very important stories up there right now. For instance, the Harris administration's radical agenda. So it's written by a uh, young lady who is becoming quite the columnist. Her name is Julie Strauss Levin. She's my wife, and she really has become quite the columnist. She writes beautifully and succinctly, which is what I like. There's another important piece up there. Enough with the fraudulent Biden town halls on TV. Newsbusters, what would we do without Newsbusters? Tim Graham, one of the muckety-mucks there. It's a very important piece as well. I'm trying to, you know, sift through all the static that's out there. And crucially important, crucially important, is a 14 to 15-minute clip of my Levin TV tonight. For those of you who don't subscribe, those of you who do. On Tara Reid and her interview on 60 Minutes Australia. You really need to read these articles. You really need to watch this. Again, you're the Paul Revere's. You're the Thomas Paines. You can save this country. And I want to give you as much information as I possibly can. And these candidates I'm bringing on, they're under the radar. If we can support them and get them elected, we will spook the Democrats and the media for the rest of the time. I'm as serious as a heart attack. And somebody who's had one, I'm serious about it. When you watch this clip of Tara Reid, it's going to break your heart. This Michelle Obama is a fraud. She's made a fortune out of this country. And she's on there. She pretends she's some kind of revolutionary. I've got audio here that is so horrific. You know, Mr. Producer, carried over to tomorrow, just in case. I mean, the way the media treat her, the way she's presented... I have audio here. Trump is a racist. Only a fraction of the BLM protests were violent. That's right, because it's not where the Obamas live, in white communities. America claims to uphold truth, honor, and decency. Trump has met this with scorn. I mean, listen to her. 
what would possibly compel you to accept this level of chaos, violence, and confusion under this president? Excuse me, it's under your Democrat mayors and your Democrat governors. It's funded by Democrats and leftists. It's embraced by Democrats and leftists. And this Michelle Obama is trying to spin it. And by the way, she's talking into a camera, and you can tell she's reading. She's reading. I'm so sick and tired of people, people who have made a fortune out of this country, have become famous out of this country. And then they act like there's some kind of revolutionary and there's some horrors going on in this country. I despise people like this. Write that down and record it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Please check out the sites. I've got very important information on these social sites. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.